Hi everyone and welcome to the Christmas special of Boys Don't Cry. I'm Jamie Andrews and once again I'm joined by Jim, Bo, Paul and Jamie. Uh, how is everyone doing? We're all okay? Good. I'm finally ready for Christmas. Good. They must say there's an interesting assortment of, of outfits going on here. Um, Bo, why don't, you, why don't you talk us through what's on your face? Yeah, um, so last year for uh, our office Secret Santa, I didn't really know what to ask for. So I said like something Christmassy and jokingly said beard baubles because it was the first year that I had like a relatively long beard. Um, yeah, and my Secret Santa came through. Um, and I've kept them, and they're now like a tradition. Fantastic! I was gonna say, yeah, you look very festive. Um, so, so yeah, um, today's episode then, Christmas time. You know, it's uh, obviously a lot of people. It's their favourite time of year. It is um, usually, you know, advertises this festive, joyous time of year. But I think obviously it's quite knowingly sometimes it can be a bit of a, a rubbish time of year for people. Um, so that's you know what we're, what, what we're going to talk about today is just that other side of Christmas um, you know what to do if Christmas isn't all it's cracked up to be um, you know that, the, the whole song the um, you know Merry Christmas but I think I'll miss this one this year you know that's right that's rang true for me a couple of times I've had years where I thought this is it this is my last Christmas that I'm going to celebrate in this vein because you think what's the point you know, it's marketed as this really exciting time of year and there's a lot of pressure and what happens when it doesn't hit the heights that it's meant to do you know what I mean yeah, definitely. I mean, personally, I've, I mean, this is a contradiction to the face full of baubles, but I've never really been that much of a festive person. Um, I know that might not seem true right now. Uh, it's really only sort of this last year when I've really started to get into the festive spirit and be okay with it. And I think 2020 and COVID and all of that has had a massive part to play in it. Just let's try and find some joy in it. Um, but definitely in the past, it was just, a sense of anxiety for me of, oh, am I, am I buying the right things? Oh, who am I going to buy for? Am I buying for friends, family? Are they buying for me? Have I got something which is equivalent of what they bought for me as well? Which I know it's not what it's about. and But it's that feeling of you have to kind of do justice to what they've got for you, which is also really difficult in that. So um, like ha having in the past been on sort of, a grad intern salary and then on a student loan kind of thing as well so not having that much sort of means to put towards Christmas whereas I've got other friends and family who are further along in their sort of progression through life I suppose and they can put more towards it um, so yeah that's always been my thought on it. Yeah you know and, and I can fully back that as well that you've, you've, you've made an interesting point there with the, uh, the anxiety of am I buying something that is of a similar monetary value to what they've purchased me and you always think to yourself if I go out and buy somebody a bottle or something and wrap that up and give it to them but then they've gone all out and they've bought me all this do I look like a bad friend and it's it's, it's enough to keep people up at night you know thinking what you know do I need to do more and some people will end up you know putting themselves in a bit of financial misery just to hedge their bets and make sure that that they, they are ticking all the boxes and you know that is the problem we're all aware of the commercialization of Christmas um, and, and like you say, you know, if you're in a position where you don't have the, 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 the disposable income to be splashing it out on, you know, my friends deserve the world. You know, I wish I could buy my friends everything that, I, you know, that they deserve. But then at the same time, you know, I've got a budget to think about what rent to pay or bills to pay. And if I can't go out and spend that, you know, it then makes me feel like a bad person. 
Yeah, I, I feel exactly the same. I kind of, at work, I'm the most organized person. When it comes to my personal life, I'm really uh, not organized. And, and my friends and family would always um, tell you I'm very last minute when it comes to, to, to kind of personal stuff and Christmas especially. And so I really feel that pressure of every year thinking, should be planning earlier, I should be setting money aside for, for buying presents, I should be doing X, Y, and Z. And it always comes down to the last few days that's that mad um, dash of, of getting, you know, have I got the right gifts for people? Um, and yet, on the other side of it, when people ask me what I want, I genuinely don't want anything. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not fussed by presents. It's really nice to get them and, and I'm not ungrateful, but, um, I'd, I must be really difficult to buy for as well. So I'm kind of probably the worst of both sides of, of Christmas gift giving and receiving. It's an interest. It's an interesting one for me because um, typically in a regular year, I, I am with, with Christmas, I, I'm potentially annoyingly more organized than most people I know. And I certainly know I sometimes get some stick for it in, in the office for how organized I typically am. Uh, because I'll have my Christmas shopping done by October. Um, I, I will start in August and I'll be done by October. One, who wants to deal with the crowds at Christmas? I, no, thank you. Um, and two, deals, sales, etc. I'm always looking for like the mid-season sales and end-of-season sales that go on in certain places. And I'm like, that'll be good for someone. But I'm, I'm, I'm very similar to you, Jim. Like, I, I don't really care about presents like people ask me every year, or oh, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. Money, if anything, so I can get what I want rather than people assume what I want. Um, so, but I've, especially this year, this year I've just cared about like, what does Christmas hold? And actually 2020 is the year that I felt more pressure with Christmas mm -hmm. because I didn't know what was going to be able to happen. So until towards the end of the last lockdown, when it was announced that this window of the 23rd to the 27th was permitted kind of thing, I had no idea. So I, I, I felt the pressure and actually I held off on Christmas shopping until probably the last payday. And then I went out and got everything and wrapped it all up over one weekend. Um, so, cause I kind of had an idea as to what was gonna happen. But the, the, this year more than ever, I think I felt the pressure and the, the constraints. Yeah, that's really interesting. You were saying um, you, you never know what you, if someone says, what do you want for Christmas? And you're like, well, I don't know. I honestly think that if I, if I want something, I'll just go out and buy it. Mm. I, I'm not, I'm not going to wait 12 months every year to, <laughs> oh, okay. So I need, I need to, I, I don't want to, I, I really need this, but I'm not going to buy it because I'll wait for Christmas. No, I'll just order it on Amazon Prime for next day delivery. It's not an endorsement. Um, <laughs> And I, I, just to pick up on what Bo said, I think it's really interesting this year because there's a lot of like financial anxiety around Christmas anyway. But I think in 2020, I think that's even, um, like even more amplified, really. Uh, for me personally, I've spent two thirds of this year on furlough um, from part-time work. So my only income has been a student loan, which doesn't particularly um, stretch very far. So when it comes to this time of year, like you said, Jamie, you've got things like bills to think about, your rent. Where does this money actually come from for Christmas? Um, when, it, when it comes to whether I'm buying for my girlfriend, whether I'm buying for my family. Um, and I think I'm not even in the worst position. I know there are people out there who are in 
far more unfortunate positions than me, whether it's because of redundancy, whether it's because of the just totally lost employment because of COVID. Um, but I think more so than any other year, I think this will be a really difficult year for people in a quite a worrying financial position. Yeah, and I think obviously we do this to ourselves, I think as a, as a, as a collection of, of people and um, you know, as a society, we've put so much emphasis and pressure on this idea that you know, December should be the time of spending, it should be the time of treating yourself and your, and your friends and your family. And one thing that I, I do it, like, you know, I'm guilty of doing it, is that, you know, you get your early payday in December. You, you know, your money comes in your bank account a little bit earlier because it, it accounts for the Christmas period. But then what that actually means is that you've got longer to make it stretch through to January. So every year, without fail, I always end up in a position where January is an awful, awful month. And we always think to ourselves that, you know, we have, we have January blues. Is that because, you know, you've just come from the highs of the festive season and you're now into, back into the lull of, the, of normality? Or is it because actually what you did is you put yourself in financial like in pressure and uh, you know under financial burden, paying off everything in December and thinking, oh, it's okay, you know that's a problem for January, Jamie. Um, and then January, Jamie comes around and he's like, oh, December, Jamie was a bit you know trigger happy with his wallet, wasn't he? And it, it's just one of those things, isn't it? That I always get to that point just before, and it's always like this time now, just before Christmas, where I'll have I've just been paid again, and I think. Oh, go on, I'll, I'll treat somebody else to that as well. I've just seen that. And then before you know it, you know, I probably would have done enough, but there's always that pressure like, oh, I'll just do a little bit extra, just a little bit extra. And then before you know it, you know, January, I'm going to be eating beans on toast and stuff like that and, and being a hermit. So, yeah, so it, it, is, it is a tricky one. And Jamie, I think as well, you hit the nail on the head, that especially this year with people that, you know, I can't, you know, from personal experience, I can't say that I've experienced it, but that have, you know, become, they have been made redundant, have gone through job loss and that have been dealing with issues of, of, of COVID that this time of year might not be all singing and all dancing for them because they might be going through those, those problems. And, and that's obviously one of the biggest things that we need to be aware of. And then whether it's like your friends or your family or anything like that, it's just being just that little bit extra cautious and careful about how you um, act around them and whether or not, you know, you just keep an extra watchful eye for somebody that might have gone through a bit of a, a crappy time this year. I think also about reaching out to people this this year in particular because you know Christmas for a lot of us is about people it's about seeing friends and family you can't do that in the same way um I normally go off and and kind of I've got friends in Portsmouth and Southampton and I'll spend a bit of time before uh, Christmas going visiting them and that's for me part of the real enjoyment of the whole um the whole time we couldn't do that this time around so it's I think setting up time for a it's not the same, but for a Zoom call, for a you know chat online, and actually seeing people and just um, having that usual chat, albeit in a different way, is is more important than ever. I think. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right, and you know, I, I tell you who's having the best Christmas is whoever it is that is the chief exec of Zoom. Like you know, they'll have had a big Christmas bonus this year. But you're right, you know, um, just making that that bit of time just to connect with people further afield. Um, and but yeah it is one of those isn't it like understanding that not everyone has the same idea of what christmas is not everyone will have that that um you know uh, at a christmas card family christmas you know where all of them are sat around the table carving a big turkey and you you, you can picture the scene can't you? you know there's a big open fireplace in the background and it's a nuclear family and they've got defined gender roles and things like that because dad's cutting the turkey um you know and it's about understanding that, that christmas means different things for different people and, and christmas could just be a time where somebody wants to shut away from the world for a bit and and look after themselves and, and be on their own 
Um, Christmas, for some people, can, can trigger bad memories. It can be a reminder of things that have happened in the past. And that's what, that is one of the things of Christmas that I always find can be quite like you know stressful is that there's a lot of advertising marketing and, and things like that, that are pushed down people's throats of here's what your christmas should look like and if it doesn't look like that you know do people sit there and think oh, am i a failure or, you know am i bizarre for not having that um and yeah it's it's one of those that you know it's a time where people i think need to be tolerant of how other people not only live their life but their beliefs and what they view the Christmas period as, um, you know, I can't, you know, sit and think how awful it must be for people that are, you know, are on their own, that are staying by themselves, that don't have family to connect with or friends to connect with or anything like that. And to have this constant idea of, you know, here's an Iceland Christmas party food advert where all these happy people are celebrating the Christmas period, that must be awful to see. If you know, if you don't, if you don't, it's the whole, it's the whole Mark Christmas, isn't it? Like we. We, we, we're given this notion, but Christmas, Christmas is a funny one because it, it's all about, we, we, we portray it as it, it's about being with family. It's about being with loved ones, etc. And yeah, there is that. I, I agree with you, Jamie, that there's that, that sense of if you don't have that, you've failed. Um, yet some people actually make the choice to not have that. Like not everyone gets on with the families. Not everyone has the, the nuclear ideal um, people have divorced parents etc they have split christmases and then there's jokes that go around that actually oh maybe their christmas is a little bit better they get two of them kind of thing but that adds more pressure on itself where we're talking about pressure as well of christmas that adds things on itself too um i i certainly have debated this year whether or not christmas will be a tradition this year or whether I'll go against what I promised myself that I won't be on Zoom over Christmas and actually I will be on Zoom over Christmas. So I, I'm, still, I'm still debating that now. Um, and I know I've not got long to go. Um, so, but there's, there's still these things that, that go around in my mind. I mean, Christmas for me in particular, it, it's a mixed bag. Christmas is nice. I've got a, a, a two-month-old nephew. I've got an eight-year-old niece. Christmas with kids, that's what it's about for me like seeing not necessarily the joy on my my two-month-old nephew he's gonna kind of be like what's this um probably not even be aware he'll sleep through his presence being opened um so but my niece the joy on her face and things like that when she knows that santa's been and been and gone um so that kind of that's what it's it's become about because that's what it was about for my family growing up and that's the nice bit but then Christmas also leads to the build-up of the last moments that I spent with my dad before he passed away. So my dad passed away January 4th, 2008. So the last big thing we had was Christmas because the final New Year's that he was around, I was at a friend's house and he was at his friend's house. So we didn't spend New Year 2007 into 2008 together as a family. We spent it separately. And then four days later, he, he, he died. Um, so Christmas is, is a mixed bag. And I, I have admitted um, since the start of December, sort of when, when decorations are getting put up and things like that, I have not been, this might sound contrary to this, but I have not been festive this Christmas at all. I have not felt the festive spirit. And I still don't. I still don't feel the festive spirit. Christmas for me this year is a bit bleh, blasé. 
might put a down on it. Um, but that that's what it is this year. I don't think 2020 has been a slog. Um, and I don't feel that 2020 is ending on a high in any way. I think we're just trying to make the best of it as we can. But for that, that's not festive. That's just uh, we're trying to make the best of a bad situation. I think it's great that you can sort of say, I happily admit I'm not being festive and not have to fight, sort of hide behind like a false facade uh, and pretend. Like I know we're all sort of, we're dressed up because obviously it's the Christmas special, so like you have to put a hat on, Paul. Um, but I think that's something that's quite an important message. Being able to say, if you're you're not happy, say it, like speak about it, and I feel like that's something that all of these podcasts has been about sort of talking about issues that you're going through. And if it is something where Christmas is getting you down and you have sort of history with it and, and you're not feeling it, don't force it. Cause you're just going to make yourself feel worse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, like just to echo that, that I don't know about anyone else, but uh, so I'm, such, I'm a really, really bad stickler for tradition. Right? I always have been and I always will be. And for me, as soon as the 1st of December hits, there is this sort of <clears throat> silent pressure that starts to build in the back of my head going, you're not feeling Christmassy yet, Jamie. You're not feeling Christmassy yet. And it, it eats away at me because I'll be sat there going, oh, why, why do I not feel Christmassy? Why am I not excited? Why am I not this? Why am I not that? And, you know, it, it's the same for, again, for a lot of people that, you know, you'll go to the office Christmas party or you'll see your friends and they'll all be talking about how excited they are. And if you're not, again, you can, it can be quite ostracizing. Excuse me. It can be quite isolating, you know, thinking, what is it? Why am I not feeling it this year? What is it? And I think, Bo, you're, you, you're right there, is that it should absolutely be fine to say, mm. not for me this year. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to abstain and I'm going to focus on myself and, and, and look after myself. You know, I don't, I don't want to get any statistics wrong here. I've not got the, the official statistics, but, you know, that's, I think that's the reason why um you know mental health illnesses do start to increase in around the christmas period because of all the the, the exterior factors the um the, the constant pressure this idea of whether you're doing enough like it, it is all just one big melting pot that can um you know be a massive massive issue and you know i think paul as well just to echo you know i'm i'm, I'm really sorry about you know your dad you know when you're saying that it's great that you can talk talk openly about that but that, that is a perfect example of of how Christmas can sometimes be that reminder and, and it's okay for people to then be like, oh, Christmas means something different to me than it does to you. Right, and that's, that's absolutely fine. I think you guys have kind of touched on it um, and I think Christmas can really amplify existing mental health problems for a lot of people. Um, I've got friends and family who continue to deal with things like alcohol issues um, and I think Christmas can be a real challenge for people who struggle with things like the drinking and alcohol. Um, everyone sat around, people typically drink a lot more at Christmas. Um, so for people who have those kinds of challenges in their life, I think it, I, I, I'm not going to pretend I know how hard it is, but I can only imagine that it's really difficult. The same as I've got friends who have struggled with disordered eating through their life. And I think when it comes to Christmas time, for those kind of people who struggle with, whether it's things like eating food and things like that, um, or especially around other people, we kind of talked about before, like these adverts of these big party food buffets, your turkeys on the table. And again, for those kinds of people, I think Christmas just must be 
such a challenge when they've already got such big kind of challenges in their life with their mental health? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've mentioned on these podcasts a couple of times um, that drinking is something that like I struggle with. Not, you know, I'm not going to say that it's a very severe issue, but absolutely Christmas is a time when you sort of, the season enables you and you are able to get away with drinking a bit more and it can be quite masking because no one picks up on the fact that, oh, actually, you know, you've been drinking five days this week. Is everything okay? Because it's the excuse of, well, it's Christmas, isn't it? Um, and, and, and again, you know, for people that maybe struggle with like body image, you know, you spend the entirety of December uh, treating yourself and eating because, it, you know, it's the season. And again, you know, come January, it has that overlapping effect and that it might impact them even further come, come then. So, you know, and I would, you know, when I know we're not trying to put a damper on any Christmas, you know, we really just want to shed some light on some of the, you know, other things. And, you know, I think it really should just be a time, you know, you should be kind anyway, but just, just to be extra kind and just to understand that you, you don't know what somebody else is, is going through that Christmas. And, you know, just to, reach out and just to offer that hand um, and it's, it is so important like just to let everyone enjoy Christmas in their own way and to not push your your way you know Bo if you don't make me wear beard baubles I won't make you wear a, a tree rex jumper you know things like that it's got belts in it so but yeah so I think you know th there are some really good points there Jamie that you've just made about um, you know whether it's eating disorders, alcoholism, or just anything like that, just amplifying what can be an existing mental health issue. And even just the, the fact of it, it's a period of reflection, it's the end of the year. If you've had a uh, specifically, you know, bad year, and as much as many of us will have had this year, is that it can be that rough period of time where you sit back and you reflect and you go, oof, you know, this year wasn't what I wanted it to be. I didn't achieve every goal that I wanted. I'm still in, you know, the, the job that I told myself I was going to leave. I've still not gone to the gym. You know, there's all these goals that I said, you know, here's my New Year's resolution for 2020. I've not done it. So, you know, there are a lot of factors there, aren't there? Mm. Yeah, I we feel do. like everyone's 2020 goals, like their resolutions probably went out the window about three months in. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like anyone has anything to feel bad for there. Like you can kind of chalk that up as, oh yeah, I've got an excuse for that one and start to make yourself feel a little bit better. Um, but yeah, Jamie, um, talking about different things there, like around the Christmas period, the one that um, I was thinking of was um, both Jamie's as well, mentioning sort of food and, and, and drinking. It becomes this thing that where like, it does make you feel bad in the morning and when you're eating all this food and eating sort of often quite bad food, it doesn't exactly make you feel great the next day. It's kind of like what we were talking about with coping mechanisms where you get this like really short high and then afterwards you crash and you feel horrible about it. And when you do that for like two, three weeks, whatever your Christmas period is, and then you come back to like a normal daily routine where you have to get up and go to work or go to university or, or whatever it is. And you're not allowed to drink constantly and just eat eclairs. Um, that's also kind of a weird hit and it's like readjusting to normal society and like that change in routine even that's something that can affect a lot of people like, um, you might argue like oh yeah like you don't need like a system but routine is really helpful for a lot of people 
I was going to say that in, in respect of loneliness as well. So, you know, the routine that people have often brings them into contact with other people and Christmas can be really isolating. Even if you're in with your fam family or your friends, it can be a time where people feel particularly um, lonely, you know, and we, when we talk about some of those challenges of, of you see all of these images of Christmas, of what it should be, of what it, um, you're expecting it to be. And if you feel isolated or alone, that can make that feel much um, harder. And we talk a lot about unlearning and the process of unlearning. And it's something about that around Christmas of, of how do we give ourselves permission just to be okay with who we are and what we're doing and, and try and just ignore all of those other messages that are telling us this is how you should be spending your Christmas. Do what's right for you and, um, and try and give yourself a break. That's got to be the key thing. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Paul. Um, yeah you, you touch on something there, Jim, and you as well, Bo, that sort of the, the, the pressures around it's been touched on with routine and things like that. And I'll admit that's one of the reasons that I've considered actually not visiting family this year for Christmas and spending it on my own because I'm quite used to a routine. So I'm used to having control over how I run my day to day. And the pressures that I know people will face at Christmas put me off having those momentary breaks and those momentary what we would generally discern as lapses in judgment, like eating an entire box of chocolates over an hour or so, something like that with a Baileys or a whiskey in hand um, to wash it down. Like those that would generally be seen as, oh, maybe hold off. Um, at Christmas, but then the pressures build up because the moment that Christmas Day ends, the things that we then get plastered with on TV are, here's the latest diet, here's the latest exercise routine that you need to pay attention to, or you need to be doing this, the new year, new me, I'm paraphrasing, new year, new me rubbish that I always see, I don't believe the new year, new me, like it's the same you, you just might be doing something a little bit differently. Don't, don't quote that you're going to be a new person. You're just going to do some things a little bit differently or try to promise yourself, give it a month and it'll be out the window. Like 2020 threw everything out the window for everyone. Um, I just think there's, there's a lot of societal pressure on Christmas and not just the whole um, portrayal of the, 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 the family, the carving the turkey as has been referenced, the sitting around and having a laugh. Christmas for me traditionally is get up early, open presents, have some breakfast, go to the rest of the family, have a meal, and by about seven o'clock, half of the family are falling asleep right, on, on the sofa or, or, or on a chair. And by half seven, when typically I'm trying to watch the Doctor Who Christmas special when it used to be on, right, my family would be snoring. So, and I'd be like, off you go, bed. Like, I've got TV to watch here. There's all these pressures that mount up and, and the pressures around sacrificing routine um, and the pressures we put on ourselves. Like a lot of my day is driven by this. Um, I have to achieve my steps. I have to go to the gym, etc. And over Christmas, I can't do that. So there's not many places to walk back with my family. There's not many places to, to exercise regularly. Um, and it's more about keeping this healthy. Um, but societal pressure, the pressure of going, actually, okay, you've had a day of indulgence, now you need to sort yourself out, that holds a lot of weight over Christmas. Um, something that is meant to be joyful um, and a nice time suddenly becomes something that was wrong 
and it should be forbidden. Um, and actually that one day a year that we build ourselves up to, actually that's a bad thing. Like you need to, you need to sort yourself out after it. There's, there's something there, something about the way we treat Christmas and the attitudes surrounding Christmas that is unhealthy, even in promoting being healthy. Mm. I think, yeah, just, I was going to say when, after what Jim had said, and it, you know, it resonates with what you said, Paul, is that if people are going to give themselves one thing for Christmas this year, give yourself a break. Like it's as simple as that. Just take the pressure off yourself and allow yourself to have that bit of gluttony or, you know, that, that those few lazy days on, on, on the sofa, um, not doing anything and to just let yourself like relax this year has been, it's been ridiculous. Like, let, like, let's be honest. And Christmas is always like a tricky time, but especially this year and for this Christmas period, just give yourself a bit of time off just to sit. And if you want to sit and eat, you know, a whole tub of celebrations, you know, do it. And don't feel guilty about doing it. And you know what? Like one of, one of the things I do hate most about Christmas is it's a time of year where I'm reminded that I'm in the minority for liking bounties. Like, oh. nowhere to send the bread. They're great. They're fantastic. They're, they're possibly the best chocolate in the tin. Yeah. And people only don't like them because the internet told them not to like them. It's a bit like pineapple on pizza. You know, I enjoy uh, pineapple on pizza as well. This is the this is the point where I'm going to have to break away from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree fundamentally on both of those points. Oh well, I, I do. I do apologise, Jim. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm with you, Jamie. I love a bounty. I'll, I'll have all the bounties out of the, out of the tin. I have no qualms about that. Um, and pineapple on pizza, it's a Hawaiian. It's always been a Hawaiian since I was a kid. Ham and pineapple on pizza, yeah, I'm with you there as well. So, it's The salty and the sweet, like it's just a good, it's a good combination. Um, I love how this, we've gone from, you know, talking about serious topics to straight away, the most divisive topic that we can talk about is whether you like coconut in your chocolate. But so speaking of divide, so here's a topic then. Your favourite Christmas film? What is it? Die Hard. Oh. Die Hard. Well, no, I, mean, um, I, I, I just wanted to start. It's not a Christmas I, movie. Um, <laughs> my favourite Christmas movie is A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oh, it's a great oh, yes. show. It's a great. I show. saw that in the cinema this year. They had it on, nice. um, and I, I went out and saw it. It was great. I love that film. I also, um, I'm a fan of Home Alone too. I don't know what it is about being yeah. lost in New York, but I watched that <laughs> twice this year. Brilliant film. I think it has to be for me. It has to be um, Polar Express. So I just absolutely as, as an animated film, it's some beautiful animation, really nice, proper festive, touching story about like childhood innocence and belief in Santa and all that kind of stuff. I think it, it's just a really nice film that I watched for the first time when I was thirteen. So I and I watch it every year. It's the first film that starts off Christmas. I really enjoy the Home Alone, Home, Home Alone season even uh, series, uh, but it's got to be Elf. Um, Elf is just one of those Christmas movies when I was a bit younger, my sister was a bit younger. We probably watched it 10 times every Christmas. Like it would be, be on every couple of days and by the end of it, you were a bit sick. But <laughs> even as I was growing up, I secretly loved it. Um, it it's just a great movie, great movie. So they were all good suggestions, but you're all incorrect because the best Christmas film of all time will always be Jingle All The Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hey, it Turbo Man! It is the Turbo Man and best Christmas film ever. 
Like, oh. I, I, won't, I won't hear any of any bad words ever said about it. The amount of people who I speak to about that and they're like, what are you on about? And I was like, you've never heard Arnold Schwarzenegger shout, it's turbo time. You, like, you are missing out. I think it's definitely in my top five. Yeah. Um, maybe top three. It's definitely it's in top two when it's not two. So I I'm definitely missing out. I went to watch Jingle All The Way at the cinema when it was first released. Friggin' love that film. So it's, it's brilliant. Like, it's got, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, Sinbad's in it, uh, the big show's in it. You know, like, what more could you want from a Christmas film? And it perfectly sums up the pressure of, you know, conforming to a Christmas, like, uh, purchase system, you know, where poor Arnie works, works his artist all year, selling bed mattresses, I think it is. And because his son wants a very specific action figure for Christmas... And because he doesn't manage to get it, because it's sold out everywhere, you know, he's the bad dad. But just because his, you know, suck up next door neighbour is really organised and managed to get him one months ago, you know, his wife's like, oh, I quite fancy this next door neighbour. Now I'm going to go around to his for some eggnog. Like, it, it, it just perfectly sums it up, you know, he's the overworked, stressed out individual who is the bad guy because he can't magically create a toy. You know, you know what I actually saw, and um, there was there was a show on TV at the weekend. It was on a uh, Channel Five, just one of these like random fifty greatest kind of shows that they do, and it was the fifty greatest Christmas toys. Um, and the, <laughs> there was a scene, there, there was a shot in it, and it was um, about Buzz Lightyear, Toy Story, and the year that Toy Story came out, Buzz Lightyear was the hit toy for Christmas. And the scenes that they were showing of like toy stores around the world at Christmas, the only thing it made me think of was Jingle All The Way. Because it was <laughs> crowds of parents at the doors to shopping centres. And as soon as they opened them, rushing in, grabbing Buzz Lightyear off the shelves, people having a go because it was out of stock. I was like, my Buzz Lightyear is still sat on my window bottom after 20 odd years. So it doesn't work anymore, but it's there. Um, so I was one of the lucky ones that got one, but I was like, that's jingle all the way. That is the premise of that film. So yeah. it just reminded me. And then it brought back all the memories of watching that film as a kid. Yeah. I also have my Buzz Lightyear. I've got two Buzz Lightyears. They're still <laughs> at home somewhere. Um, I've got one, one of the traditional green and white and then one of those limited edition black and silver one, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. They say it was limited edition. Maybe it was fake. You know, maybe it was like the, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, like I said, so that's, that's my favourite film. But to be fair, actually, it fits quite well with the topic, doesn't it? And the pressures. And especially nowadays, like, it's crazy because I remember when I was a kid, I used to sit and I'd go through, you know, the Argos catalogue or whatever, and it'd just be, you know, this Hot Wheels set or, you know, this Action Man set or whatever. I could imagine being a parent now and having to be like, oh, the kid going, I want an iPhone 12 Pro Max or, you know, I want these the, you know, AirPods and an iPad or I want, you know, a PS5. It's just like... I was thinking the new PlayStation and the Xbox, like mm. people queuing for hours and hours, obviously not out at shops, but taking time out of the day, having computers up. I've got a friend who queued like sort of six hours in one day, didn't get one, and they queued on four different devices. That's like over a day total of queuing for this thing. Um, and they managed to get one in the end. But can you imagine doing that as a parent when you've got other responsibilities and you have to yeah. actually look after the kids while trying to get them stuff that's going to keep them happy because otherwise they're going to scream bloody murder on Christmas Day. 
Yeah, but like I say, especially like this year with everything that's gone on, is that if you if you're a parent and you you know your kid said to you, "This is all I want for Christmas," and you've not been able to get it for them, what an awful message that that sends. You know, especially if it's one of those in it that um, if you see all the parents that are like, "Oh, you know, here's little Jimmy and his present that I managed to get him this year that you didn't get your someone, so you're not as good a parent as I am." Like, what an awful message. Yeah, which again um, links to jingle all the way, but we are not promoting you break into your neighbour's house and <laughs> yeah. steal their kids' presents. <laughs> no, for, as a disclaimer, we can't, and also don't go punching reindeer. Like, you know, that, that's that's not acceptable either. But yeah, um, I th- you know what I think? Maybe on on that bombshell, you know, that might be the point where we can wrap up here. I think the overarching message I think you know we're trying to get across here, isn't it, is that. Um, you know people shouldn't feel under pressure to have the same christmas as anyone else and it is absolutely okay if your christmas is nothing more than you looking after yourself and taking some time to you know relax regenerate and just reflect on what has been a incredibly difficult year um and you know for anyone that you know doesn't celebrate christmas for anyone that have for christmas is a time of uh you know negativity or brings up bad memories like if you completely abstain from it like that is absolutely fine as well like you know don't feel the pressure to conform and um, there are so many support networks out there as well to, to contact over christmas and um, and yeah it, it can be such a tricky time and just please you know everyone that's watching give yourself a break over christmas and just have that bit, bit of time to yourself and relax um so we'll finish as we always do with you know the Christmas version of one thing that you're going to be doing over the Christmas break to look after yourself. We'll start with you, Jim. Uh, so I'm on call for some of Christmas, but what I'm going to do is that for the bits that I'm not on call, that phone is going to be switched off, not just on silent, just off, and I'm going to not feel bad about that. Good, good, Bo. Um, so I want to do some stuff for other people. Um, is something that I want to do. So obviously, um. There's that whole thing of there's no such thing as a, a selfless act. There's always something that sort of makes you feel good. And I'm quite happy to admit that I'm happy to like give to charity and support other people. And a part of it is it makes me feel good that I can give back to people. Um, and that's been a big theme of my 2020 is sort of giving it to charity. And I want to do some stuff for sort of like food banks, maybe go out and do like a big shop and just go and donate it to a food bank. And hopefully that makes me, um, yeah, help someone else. But um, I can feel good that I've not just thought about me this Christmas and thought about other people. Uh, yeah, that's, that sounds fantastic. Big selfless guy. Go on, Paul. What's what's yours? Uh, I, I think it, it's more so spending and making time for the for the people that I don't necessarily get to spend a lot of time with. Um, so where I can, um, where the the current climate permits. Uh, but there are people that I, I consider as close friends um, that even in a normal year, I don't get to spend a lot of time with. Um, and I know that they particularly had tough years this year. Um, so it's about trying to reconnect, I think. Um, and that'd be a great benefit personally, as, as well as, as just kind of opening up a channel to be, be an ear if they need one. Um, because it's been a tough year and I just want to, yeah, be there for people. Yeah, oh, that sounds brilliant, mate. Um, Jamie? 
Yeah, um, this weekend, I'm quite looking forward to spending some time with my girlfriend doing our Christmas uh, before we start both going home for Christmas, uh, spend it with our families. Um, I do have an assignment due next Friday, a week today, um, which I'm not particularly feeling. Um, but then now I've got my trains booked to go home, just excited to start spending time with family and friends that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, spot on. Um yeah, it's, and you know what, it's the same for me. I've not been home, home, like to my parents for over a year. Um, so I think I'm looking forward to just get, you know, being able to spend some time just relaxing. And again, like, like you said, Jim, trying to switch off from work and to actually just let that happen and to not think, oh, I'll do a little bit of work today, just to fully just be in the moment for once and just relax. Um, and you know what, Bo, and I might, you know, take a leaf out of your book because that's a brilliant idea, is that if I can do something as well to... To, to give back to somebody uh, somebody else who might be a bit less fortunate or, or struggling a bit this year, then I think that that could be a fantastic way to spend my Christmas as well. So, look at you encouraging others. Um, well, yeah, no, honestly, that's fantastic. Um, so, I hope you all have a good Christmas to the team and to everyone watching as well. Hope you all have a Merry Christmas as well. Whatever you are doing, um, I hope the holiday season is good for you. And I'll see you all in January when we, we return for the next season of Boys Don't Cry. So thank you very much, everyone, for watching.